Esther chapter 9, verse 22. This will conclude our studies in this great book. I hope you've enjoyed listening to these this episodes as much as I've enjoyed sharing them. I don't know that I've ever been so impacted by the study of a book in the Bible, but I realize it's because I've studied the New Testament for a long time that I now have a better understanding of the Old. The Old Testament conceals the New Testament, and the New Testament reveals the old, is revealed in the Old Testament. Now we have in, in this story, Haman is dead, his ten sons are killed, and they've been hanged for, in the public to see. And we really see that the ten sons' names indicate an, a part of our flesh. We need to live by the Spirit and never by the flesh. It always gets us in trouble, but the flesh is always there. And we have to reckon with it. But we don't reckon with it by our own strength. We ask the Lord to control us by His Spirit. And when the flesh raises its ugly head and we're tempted to submit to the lust thereof, then we ask for power to turn and not do the things that we know we shouldn't do. Now, that has happened and in verse 22, it says, As the days the Jews rested from their enemies, they were resting. And how great it is to rest from conquering your enemies. And our enemies that we're speaking of here is the flesh. And the month which was turned unto them from sorrow to joy. Oh, isn't that something? When you let the Spirit of God be in control of you, and you really resist the enemies, your sorrows turn to joy, and your mourning into a good day. I've learned in my life that my sorrow can be turned into joy only as I know God is in control, and as I remember that verse in Romans, that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. And always remember, His purpose is to conform us to the image of His Son. And Jesus suffered a lot, even though He was God and never sinned. And as we endure suffering, and we all will, that's part of the confirmation process. And it really is meant to make us better and never bitter. I was reminded of a verse in Hebrews 12, 15, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Beware lest you fail the grace of God and a root of bitterness spring up and trouble you and defile many. What do we mean by failing the grace of God? God's grace is his unmerited favor toward us. And we think of that as salvation, and that's really what it is. When he forgives our sins and cleanses us from all unrighteousness, but because of the old sin nature, we continue to sin. But it doesn't have to destroy our fellowship. We can confess it. And then we avail ourselves of the grace of God. If we refuse to confess, then we really do become bitter. And bitterness is very troubling. It's troubling for the one who's bitter. But more than that, it defiles those people around it. And that's why he says, don't ever 
fail the grace of God. So here we see these people who had been mourning over their death were now rejoicing over the life they had. They made a feast and they, had, they were joyful and they sent portions one to another and gifts to the poor. Sounds like Christmas when we have more to eat than we need and we give gifts to those we love. And the Jews undertook to do as they had begun and as Mordecai had written unto them. Because Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, the enemy of all the Jews, had devised against the Jews to destroy them and had cast pur. That means, if you remember, they threw dice to see when they would select the day to kill all the Jews. That is the lot to consume them and destroy them. Verse 25, when Esther came before the king, he commanded by letters that his wicked device, which he devised against the Jews, should return upon his own head, and that he and his son should be hanged on the gallows. Wherefore they call these days Purim, after the name of Pure. All the words of this letter and of that which they had been concerning this matter that had come to them. The Jews ordained and took upon them and upon their seed and upon all such as joined themselves unto them. So it would not fail that they would keep these two days according to their writing and according to the appointed time every year. Even today, 2019, the Jewish people celebrate Purim. Two days, the first day of grieving and mourning over the proclamation that the Jews should be killed, the second day feasting and gift-giving, and a, a day of joy and celebration that they were spared and their enemies were the ones destroyed. And in verse 28, it says this day should be remembered and kept throughout every generation, every family, every province, every day, and that the days of Purim should not fail from among the Jews, nor the memorial of them perish from their seed. And the Jews are continuing that celebration. And then Esther the queen, the daughter of Abihitha, and Mordecai the Jew wrote with all authority confirming the second letter of Purim. And she sent the letters unto all the Jews to the 127 provinces in the kingdom of Ahasuerus with words of peace and truth. Can you imagine the joy in those provinces when they got that letter? Peace and truth. No more do you have to fear. Mordecai is in charge of Esther, who is the spirit of Ahasuerus, and now Ahasuerus, the king, is controlled by the Holy Spirit. Just as our mind, will, and emotions can be controlled by the Spirit of God to confirm their days of Purim in their times, according as Mordecai the Jew and Esther the queen had enjoined them, and as they had decreed for themselves and for their seed the matters of the fastings and their cry. And the decree of Esther confirmed these matters of Purim, and it was written in the book. A little Jewish orphan captured, taken to a, to a foreign country for such a time as this, with an attitude, if I perish, I perish. That should be our attitude. I am here 
at this time for a reason, and only God knows the reason, but he knows it. And if my attitude is, I will do what you command me, and if I perish, I perish, we have freedom, because no longer are we afraid to move forward. And in conclusion, chapter 10, the king Ahasuerus bid a tribute upon the land and upon the isles of the sea, all the islands, and all the acts of his power and of his might, and the declaration of the greatness of Mordecai, wherein the king advanced him, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of the Medes and the Persians? For Mordecai the Jew was next unto king Ahasuerus, and great among the Jews, and accepted of the multitude of his brethren, seeking the wealth of his people, and speaking peace to all his seed. And that's the mission we have. We should seek peace for all people. And when we live in a land where our government is in such turmoil, let's always remember the two banquets that Esther prepared to show Haman's real character. And I believe with all my heart that the people standing against the President of the United States are showing their colors. I don't care if you like our president or not. We're commanded to respect him because God put him there. We vote, but God determines who's there. It says he puts kings in and he takes kings out. And you must agree that the policies of the president have benefited every class, every society in our nation. Let's stand for truth, and truth only comes from the Word of God. It is truth now, it was truth then, and it will be truth always in the future. My heartfelt thanks to you for listening to this podcast. I ask you to share it with others, and God richly bless you and keep you in His care now and forevermore.